Welcome to the Strictly Free Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Waller, also known as Sean, your realtor. Whatever you want to call me, just make sure you call me. But I am here today. Before we even get into that, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, support the channel, help us grow. I am here with Miss Bridget. I don't want to butcher your last name. How do you say it? Malik. Malik. Yeah. Of the Inspection Boys. Bridget, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Bridget Malik. Um, I carry a lot of titles, so I don't even know which one. Owner, VP, COO, it depends which business you're talking about. Here I am, so. No, no. <laughs> Let's talk about the Inspection Boys. All right. Because it's the Inspection Boys, but you're the CEO of the Inspection Boys. Inspector, inspectors don't usually look like you. No, <laughs> no. It's a male-dominant business. Very. How did you get into the business? So I used to be in a very similar business. Um, I, well, back in the day before I even joined the industry, I used to work in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So I used to go to work every single day. I used to take the train two hours each way. I used to do medical billing out of all things. Um, prior to that, before I even moved to New York, my family was always entrepreneurs. So, uh, my parents built high luxury custom houses in South Florida. So I always thought that the grand scheme of things, I would just be taking on the family legacy, building custom houses in South Florida. My parents also had a very successful automotive business too. Mm -hmm. So I thought some way I'd be trained doing that. I already knew how to do it. My dad trained me since I was a kid. But then 2008 hit. And because my family's money was all invested into real estate, we pretty much lost everything overnight. Mm -hmm. So that kind of changed the trajectory of what am I going to do? Um, fast forward, I married my husband and moved to New York, all this other stuff, how to find a job. And that's how Manhattan started. Um, my husband got a job working at the Long Island Railroad. It was kind of like that moment where it was like, holy crap, this is life changing. Like something Mm -hmm. life changing is happening right now. And he worked there maybe about five months. And I went to him and I said, listen, you're making what we were making together before you got this job Mm -hmm. and we're okay i want to quit my job and start a business and he was like all right do it you know i i know like (laughs) you know it was nerve-wracking and so i started initially in the industry i started doing mortgage foreclosures because of 2008 there Mm -hmm. was a lot of mortgage foreclosure inspections still so i started doing that and then i kind of saw an opportunity with insurance inspections so started doing insurance inspections. So for anybody who knows if you own a house, you have to have homeowner's insurance. Mm -hmm. There's an inspection that happens, whether or not you're at the house, you may not even know because sometimes they come inside, sometimes Sometimes it's outside only. Yeah. Yeah. So I started with that, started getting really busy and started growing the business, hiring people, doing all that. Had my daughter. And I remember about a month after I had my daughter, I told my husband, I was like, if you know, when, I don't know, there's a moment in time when kids come into the picture, everything changes. Mm -hmm. You know, I already had a business, but my whole perspective changed because now it's not just about me and my husband. Now, now I have a legacy. And so I was like, I told my husband, I said, we need more. Like you're, you have your job that's stable Our insurance, everything's through there. It's up to me to get us to that next level. So I told my husband, Again, I'm with a newborn, and I said, I'm going to get my license as a licensed home inspector. So I started that journey, going to school, 
Uh, my instructor wanted to kill me because I was definitely that student that was asking a million, million questions, questions <laughs> and I needed to understand every single aspect and I would call them out on the stuff that didn't make sense. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, I remember because I'm still friends with the instructor to this day, like he's done a lot of stuff with us since mm -hmm. then. Um, and during school, Matthew Rivera, which you know Matt, mm -hmm. um, the first day that he was teaching class as his first day as an instructor was one of my last nights in school okay. and that's how me and Matt met was oh, during home inspection school this was before inspection boys this yeah. inspection boys wasn't even you know around at okay. the time and um so from there you know Matt and I kept talking and we kept like I already had a business he was still starting his business and we just kind of collaborated and next thing you know inspection boys is just kind of born mm -hmm. and we just keep grinding it growing it and I mean now I say humbly if you ask Matt he'll say something different he'll say we are number one I say we are one of the top home inspection companies in Long Island because we do like we do over 2,000 inspections a year that's amazing that's so amazing. it did not happen yeah. like that initially so you, you talk about legacy which I love I love that line right because we always everyone's talking about legacy and what I love about what you're doing with the franchise boys is you're creating it as a franchise now yeah so now you're giving people other people the opportunity to create their own legacies as well yes what got you into the franchise model so funny thing is inspection boys the name was already out there mm-hmm but it was actually with somebody else that wasn't using the franchise concept at all with it. But it was an amazing name. So I remember hearing about this and immediately I just fell in love with the name. I was just like Inspection Boys because my thing is going into this industry, I knew I was going to get pushed back as a woman. Mm -hmm. I knew and I knew a lot about houses already because I grew up around houses. Like my family built houses like I would see them from nothing to all of a sudden this extravagant yeah. mansion. And it was amazing. I loved the housing. I just loved houses. And um, so I loved the name because I knew people were going to say stuff. Mm -hmm. I knew it would be like, well, inspection boys, but you're a woman. I'm like, yeah, damn right. I'm a woman, <laughs> you know? And um, so I loved the name right away. Just, I just, I don't know. I, I loved it. And this guy, he already had like such a successful franchise. He just had no time to build. Mm -hmm this franchise so he had a few different concepts a few different brands so me and matt took it and we just started making it our own developing the concept developing the systems because anybody who knows franchising you're buying a business mm -hmm. in a box yep. right and you're buying the systems you're buying the marketing you're buying all this stuff so it was up to me and matt to develop all this and put this together so that we can make it sellable to people mm -hmm. We made a lot of mistakes in the beginning. If anybody says franchising is easy, they are lying. <laughs> I can they imagine. are, yeah. And um, so we just we just started growing it, growing it, growing it. And I'm happy to say right now we have 32 locations, and it's it's been yeah. That's dope. It's it's been a lot, but um, our vision is to get to 600 locations, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and be in every single state. So that's fire. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. One of the, the issues that most entrepreneurs have when they first start a business is learning how to actually structure a business because no one, no one teaches you that. Yeah. Now, with the franchise model, like you said, you're basically buying a business in a box. Right. Now, what are, if someone's coming to the inspection boys and trying to buy into a franchise, what are the steps that they're taking to, to get? 
So a franchising is very complicated mm -hmm. because every single state has very, well, not, I don't want to say all states, but most states all have very strict franchising laws. Mm -hmm. So the state of New York was actually, for many years, we couldn't even sell in New York. Really? Like, yeah, we couldn't even sell. Um, the one year that we did get approved, we sold a bunch of locations in New York. Uh, pretty much Long Island sold out. Like, there is no territories anybody can buy in Long Island because it's done. That's all done? That's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have Queens and Brooklyn, but for many years, we couldn't sell anything because we kept having pushback with the state of New York to get approved as franchising. So, when that, you can't sell unless you get that approval. Mm -hmm. Franchising itself is very expensive, too. So, I mean, imagine as a real estate agent, you, you guys have to pay uh, different ways of generating leads, right? Mm -hmm. Same deal with franchising, except the leads are so expensive. Really? So we started focusing on different areas. Um, then a few years ago, uh, we ended up, we, like I said, we spent a lot of money and made a lot of mistakes in the beginning. Um, but we somehow, we were still able to sell like eight locations on our own without mm. anybody really helping us. Like we were literally just researching franchising and trying to put all this together and try to make people as successful as possible of who we had, mm -hmm. right? Then one day Matt tells me, hey, we're going to be possibly meeting with this really experienced guy in the industry. And I'm like, okay, well, who's this guy? Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you know, Jackson Hewitt and Liberty Tax, they have like thousands upon thousands of locations mm -hmm. across the country. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, the guy who started those brands I'm talking to, and it's a possibility that he wants to meet. Nice. So I'm like, okay, listen, like, don't get my hopes up. Tell me when it's actually something to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do whatever we got to do. And because I'm the type of person, like, I don't want to, I want to have realistic expectations mm -hmm. too. So some time goes by and Matt goes, hey, whatever you're doing on such and such date, cancel everything. Okay. We're going to New Jersey. I'm like, okay, who are we going to New Jersey for? He's like, we're going to meet John Hewitt. So John Hewitt, for those who don't know John Hewitt, he is pretty much like a tax god mm -hmm. in yeah. the tax industry. Yep. Very intelligent guy. And so we drive to New Jersey and we meet him. And he was very down to earth, very knowledgeable. And his goal was he had already grown so many different tax businesses already. He had sold everything with Liberty Tax and Jackson Hewitt. And he was now buying smaller brands or trying to partner with smaller brands and trying to build those legacies now too. Mm -hmm. So John, if you meet him, he is a guy, if you're not a millionaire, he wants to make you a millionaire. That's the people you want to be around. Right? Yeah. Like that's, that, 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 that's how he is. So I go there and I have like a list of questions. Like I'm like, yeah, you, you say know, you were that student in, in yeah, class anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, I have everything written down and Matt's like going in there and Matt's question is like, what's your favorite book? And my question is like, well, what are you going to do for us? What are we like, <laughs> you know, totally different things. And, um, and so we talked and ended up being a life changing conversation. Mm -hmm. And so since then we, we actually sold part of our franchise to loyalty brands, which is the new company that John Hewitt has. And since then, they've been mentoring us. Mm -hmm. So there are other business partners. Nice. And it's kind of crazy. Like, if I go into my phone, I have John Hewitt's cell phone. That's like, a big flex. Yeah. That's a big like, flex. 
I never text him because I'm scared to death. Whenever I get a text from him, I'm like, okay, John, no problem. Like, I'll do it, you know? But, like, his whole, his whole like, and, like, oh, and another thing is, like, his, his surrounding, the people who he surrounds himself, he, like, introduces us to all these people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, recently he was in South Florida, and he goes, hey, I'm going to Florida. We have an inspection boys down there, too. And he's like, I want to meet your mom and your family. And, your yeah, and family? my mom and my family. I'm like, now I'm nervous. Like, yeah. oh gosh, what did I do? Like, why does he want to meet my family? So he goes there and he meets my mom and they have this great dinner. And he was just getting to know our story. And I was like, mom, like, do you say bad stuff about me? Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, and she's like, no, like, he loves you. Like, he was just and. So it's kind of cool, like all these people that are that helped him grow Liberty Tax, Jackson Hewitt are now in my sphere mm-hmm. and they're all helping us grow Inspection Boys to levels that collaboration. Over yeah, like I couldn't even understand or imagine that yeah. the, any of this would be happening. You know, we still have our individual locations here on the island. But, like, the franchise, it's not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of hard work. You know, Matt and I, we have to travel a lot for the franchise. Of course, I can imagine. We're always learning training. We have so many phone calls every single week of just, like, with leads and all these people that, you know, want to talk to us. And there's so much paperwork, man. No, I like, can imagine, it's, yeah. yeah. But what is, what is the, um, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, right. you're good. Well, what, is, what are the criteria for someone else that's looking to come in and buy a franchise? So, that's 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 a loaded question because okay. I'll explain that to you because obviously somebody has to come in with the financial aptitude, mm-hmm. right? They can't come in with like five dollars. Yeah, they or have skin to, in the game, right? Basically. They have to have skin in the game because you are literally buying a business. Now we are us as inspection boys, right? We will guide you, we will train you, we bring you to New York, and we train you. We put you on real jobs with our inspectors. And they are showing you how to do everything and how to implement everything, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, you're buying this, right? You're paying, you're probably doing an investment anywhere between forty dollars to $70,000. Mm. That's not, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, yeah. So you need to come with also knowing that when you go home, you have to take this now and you have to start making it yours and implementing it and doing everything that we tell you to do. Mm-hmm. If you're following all these rules, not rules, I don't want to say rules, but guidelines and systems, your business is going to naturally start to grow. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start to change your stars, so to speak. Yeah. Um, one big thing that we do when we're talking to really serious candidates is, is we send them a document and it's just like, it kind of helps us see what their goals are. Mm-hmm. Like we say, okay, look, what are your debts, right? What is your five-year, 10-year goal, do you want to get rid of these debts? What type of income do you want to make? What do you want for your family, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why if somebody comes and tells us, you know, I want to make, you know, $20,000 in five years, well, that person may not be the really person that we really want. Yeah. Agreed. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's not helping the franchise right. grow. Yeah. Right, because it's not, you're not growing, mm-hmm. you're not even changing your stars with $20,000. Like, if you think about it, like, if you had to survive on $20,000 a year, could you? You wouldn't survive, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, depending on what they say, then if somebody comes to us and be like, hey, in 10 years, I want to be making X, Y, Z amount of money, Mm -hmm. then we'll be like, all right, let's make your business plan according to this and put the marketing and systems in place to get you to this goal. Yeah. You know, so that's... 
Yeah. It's a process. It's, a it's process. not an yeah. overnight process. That, that was kind of loaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's just also license law. You got to think Of course. About. Yeah. I was going to ask about that too. Yeah. Because you guys are basically in New York, but every state has their own requirements, yes. their own licensing laws. So do you leave that up to the franchisees or is that something that comes with the, the Every single... Yeah. So we have another business that's called Main Street Success, mm-hmm. right? And in the long stream or the long-term goal for that is for that to have the real estate school and home inspection school approved in every single state. And the reason why is, is we can control the education our franchisees are getting and we can make sure that they are getting everything that they need that mm-hmm. when they leave school, they're ready. Yeah. Because in other states, we're counting on these other schools to really train them with what they need. But a lot of times... Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so... Do you... One of the biggest franchises that we know of is McDonald's, right? Yeah. And McDonald's usually make, they, they're very hands-on when it comes to their franchisees mm-hmm. in the locations that those franchises yes. are located. Do you guys follow a model similar to that? So what's great about Inspiration Boys versus McDonald's, I love the McDonald's concept. Mm-hmm, me too. Absolutely love it because they are one of the biggest real estate companies in the world. A lot of people don't know that. No. Yeah. And it's absolutely incredible, yeah. that model. And if you, if you haven't watched the movie, it's... I probably watch it a million times and Me I always too. get something new from it. Same, same. And, um, but what's great about Inspection Boys, like McDonald's, you need a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Inspection Boys, it was ran off of my dining room table for a very long time. Like from my dining room table, I was running it. I have inspectors come get supplies, marketing material, whatever it is. I had a whole basement corner that my husband said, okay, you could take this. Don't touch anything else in my basement. <laughs> just this area, right? Yeah. And I would just be on my computer working on the laptop, getting stuff done, how to go do, you know, sweat, blood, and tears, right? I had to do inspections, how to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't, you can stay with that concept. You can grow a really big company remotely mm-hmm. from, because besides doing inspections, what, what do you really need, yeah. right? As we've grown as a business ourselves, our goals have changed. Mm-hmm. Like when I get to work from home, like I had surgery about a month ago when I, I loved working at home for those period of time mm-hmm. because I never get to work at home now, right? Yeah. Now we have an office, we have a lot bigger space. You don't have to do that. Just our goals of what we wanted just changed, right? Like we, we brought in education, we brought all this other stuff in. So we needed a space. Mm-hmm. Our office grew, like one of my guys that's still with me, he used to come to my basement and work in my basement yeah. on the days that he was, had to work in the office, right? He'd come pick up stuff. I had a computer. I had a station for him. And that's what we did for many years. Now we have a whole office team, and our office has grown tremendously. So just, it's just changed. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I love listening to the women entrepreneurs. Y'all are no joke, man. <laughs> women entrepreneurs are so resilient. Like, y'all are no joke. What, um, let's get back to the inspection yep. part because you said you was doing inspections. I'm always curious about this. What, did you get a lot of pushback when you, when you would show up to the house oh, and yeah. do inspections? Oh yeah. So the, it just, the, I'm only saying that because now I'm thinking of women franchisees that are trying to come into the business now too. They should be so, you know, deterred from doing it that they could follow your model. So two of our franchisees are women. Okay. Actually three of them, three of them are women. They are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely love them. And they said one of the things that sold them to our brand was me. I'm sure. Which I'm not used to like hearing stuff like that, <laughs> you know. Um, but they are absolutely incredible. I talk to them all the time. As a home inspector, when I would show up to a job, right, mm-hmm. there was definitely jobs I didn't book because I was a woman. Mm. Definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like, 
And um, when I would show up to jobs sometimes, the biggest people I would get pushed back, father-in-laws and the contractors. Mm. Those were the people I always got pushed back from. <laughs> and the minute the contractors would start to talk and they're totally wrong about something, they hear me talk and I start, like not putting them in their place, but like casually like, no, no, this is what this is, mm. you know, and I'm starting explaining it. Then all of a sudden they kind of back up and then they're like, oh wait, she knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. And then, they, the, then, then how they're speaking to me kind of changes, right? I mean, when we do inspections, I'm not there to argue with people. Mm -hmm. I'm not there to like do any of that. But like sometimes these contractors, they really just, I don't know, they try to make people look stupid. Of course. Yeah. And so when I would be like, no, no, like this is, this is not what that is. This is what this is. And then they're like, oh. Oh, shit. Yeah. She yeah. She's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely it's a big thing. Even now, you know, I'm not doing as many inspections now. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't want to. I just don't have the time. Right. I'm a firm believer that at some point the business changes mm -hmm. where you're not the one that's working in the business. You're actually working on the, on business. the business. Yeah. You know, so now I'm kind of to that point where I'm putting all these people in place. And at the end of the day, if I start taking home inspections for myself, mm -hmm. that's less home inspections for my guys. So I need to feed them first before I feed myself. Love that. I so, love that. Yeah. <laughs> it says a lot about your character. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to keep you too long. I feel like I could talk to you forever. I feel like I could listen to you talk forever. Before we go, so give me three pros that someone should consider when they're thinking about buying into a franchise. Okay, so support. As many as you want. Even if you have more than three, you can give me more than three. Support, super important, mm -hmm. right? What type of, what level of support are you getting from the franchisors, right? Um, what are the franchisors' experience, too? Because... Who the franchisors is really going to determine what the long-term goals are for mm -hmm. the franchise, right? Um, what type of systems do they have in place? So when you're talking to a franchise, they're not going to tell you what marketing they have in place. They're not going to tell you their systems because at that point, they're giving they away get, uh -huh. the franchise. They're telling you everything to do. They're not going to do that, but you can definitely ask them technology-wise. Mm -hmm. There are a ton, and I mean a ton, of companies out there that still don't even do reports electronically. Really? A lot. They do it by hand They do it by hand, or it could be like a check mark list, wow. right? I haven't seen that in fact. Yeah, it, it happens, because we get these inspections yeah. on our desk of like, hey, I paid for this report, it's only five pages long. No right? photos, no nothing. No nothing, yeah. no photos, nothing. So what type of technology is the franchise providing you, mm -hmm. right? Because the technology, is so critical we're in this era of like ai is coming into place all this other stuff technology is really going to make or break it for your business mm -hmm. and if you don't have tech involved it's really going to it's, it's going to harm first off the morale within your company because mm. inspectors the thing is is when you become a business owner when you're first doing it out yourself you're okay with putting whatever time and energy you need to do mm -hmm. i remember i would i would be working till like two o'clock in the morning doing three, four jobs, whatever it is, just getting the reports. I didn't care, right? Mm -hmm. But that's you. When you start hiring people, they don't Everybody's want that life. The, they're not going to have the same hustle. No, yeah. they don't want to do that. So the tech is super important in growing and scaling your company. Mm -hmm. Marketing, right? You can. They're not going to tell you all the types of marketing that they're doing, but you can definitely ask them, you know, is there actually changing mar marketing strategies, okay. right? For example, when the pandemic hit, 
all the marketing that we were doing before that had to stop. It was not working anymore. Before the pandemic. Well, like, well right when the pandemic hit. Okay. If we think about it, in our, long, in our Long Island market, everything stopped for that first month pretty yeah. much. Everybody was shutting right? down. Yeah, yeah. In person was not working. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do marketing in person because there was nothing in person to do. Yeah. And a lot of franchises had a big disadvantage because they didn't know how to like, change their marketing strategies. Mm -hmm. They were so hung up on these specific strategies that they didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a company that actually prides itself in marketing strategies that are very well diverse. Okay. Right? So when the pandemic hit, you know, that first month, you know, everything came to a standstill because agents didn't know what to do either. Mm -hmm. But after that, our marketing strategies changed completely. Yeah. They just, we had to go into complete 360. I remember talking to Matt. And I'm like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, 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 this. And Matt's like, go for it. Mm -hmm. And well, that's he, what we did. Yeah, he was ready to innovate. Yeah. 2020 was, 2020 and 2021 were our highest years that we have ever done. Nice. Ever. And, you know, and even 2022, it was not a bad year for us. Mm -hmm. 2023, I, I'm a firm believer, especially in the real estate market that we're in now, everybody's affected. Mm -hmm. But if, if you compare, if somebody's affected, like there's some home inspection companies in the, in the country that are down 40%, 50%. I was going to say, I think I read a report that said 50, yeah. Yeah. For us as a company, we're only down 15% right now. That's amazing compared to what the national average is, mm -hmm. right? That's because of the marketing strategies that we have in place. So I think that's really important too when you're buying a franchise, what marketing strategies, are they old school marketing or are they actually innovative and changing? There you go, so marketing, yeah. support. Support. And what was the third? Marketing, support, and- Oh shoot, now I can't remember. Ah, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it back. But just make, make sure you pay attention to that because those are all three great, three great tips. I love it. Yeah. I love it, Bridget. That was. That's dope. You gave me a lot of information I wasn't even expecting today. Oh, thank you for uh, having me. I appreciate it. Of course, it. of course. Um, before we leave, so yep. Bridget is actually a sponsor for Marilyn's event. Marilyn's in the building. Mm -hmm. I see you here clapping. She's, she's, she's loving it right now. The We Too Brunch is dedicated to just bringing everyone together, right? Women's Women's Empowerment. The guys are invited as well. Love but it. Women Empowerment, Bridget is one of our sponsors. You're literally the first person I thought of. When oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm like, who's it. out here? Is, Bridget, gotta thank get you. Thank so you. So thank you for, for being one of the sponsors. We can't wait to have you there. Let them know how they can get in contact with you. Yeah, so uh, my email is Nassau, N-A-S-S-A-U, at theinspectionboys.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. My, well, my personal username is bam underscore 0622. So feel free to friend request me, whatever. I am pretty much an open book. Mm -hmm. I will tell anybody anything. I, my, my biggest goal in life, even with the franchise, I just want to see people succeed. Nice. Love it. So, love it. Yeah. I'm, before I leave it, so I always ask this one question before my podcast ends. I'm a music guy, right? 80s baby hip hop raised me, all that good stuff. If there was one era in your life, right? If you could package an artist, a song, an album that you could go backtrack and you'd be like, this defines Bridget. This is what made oh, me the shit. person I am. It got to be one artist, one song, something uh. that you hear it and that, that takes you back to a certain part of life. <laughs> it's so stupid. So not that question. No, no. The song I'm thinking about that comes to my head. It's so stupid. Um, all right. So first off, before I even say the song, <laughs> I am the most diverse person when it comes to music. Okay. All right. I am Hispanic. 
I can listen to salsa all day. I can listen to bachata all day. There we go. All that, right? But my husband's heavy into heavy metal. I can. I was just listening to heavy metal on the way here. Were you? Right? Okay. I can listen to classical music. I can listen to all that. So I'm very bad at that because I just, I like everything. But the one song that I have very fond memories of, mm-hmm. that every time I listen to, it just brings me back to this place of, damn, that was a good time. Okay. You know? <laughs> You're going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Gangster's Paradise yeah. by Coolio. Yes. That's a classic record. Yeah. Though. That's a good It was when that song, when I found that song, I I don't know. It was just I was in high school. I mean, it was already around for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I was in high school and it was just something that every time I hear that, I'm just like, no, you can't skip that. Like, it takes you right back yeah. to that. Yeah. There you go. Gangster's <laughs> Paradise by Coolio. I love it. I love it. That's dope. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. No, I know. But I love that. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming to the podcast. This is so informative. If Thank anyone's you. looking to purchase and go into a franchise, go to Bridget because the inspection boys are, are it. Thank you. I appreciate no, you having me. Thank you for coming. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. It's a wrap. I love it. Thank you. <laughs>